Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. I am so excited today for my guest, because he's do some, doing something that y'all need to be, and I'm saying y'all, because he's from Jasper, Alabama, Mr. Mark Jasper, and he is the owner and operator of Mark's Automotive. So welcome, Welcome today. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. So one of the reasons that I wanted to chat with you today is because people speak very highly about the culture at your shop. And in addition to the culture, how you've been able to develop a second in command, which is allowing you to do things that you need to be doing to grow the business and also that you want to be doing. So let's start with culture first. Yeah, um, like the culture shop, it, it's been a challenge. But the good part about our shop is, um, all we've all been together for such a long time that the culture just kind of grew from that. So every time we added employee on, we just kind of brought them in to to like our group, and, and we all treat everybody like family. So, like I said, I got you know I got a really good group, and and we're real close, and we just we have fun, and you know we we get you know, we got a job to do, but. But we uh we make it fun and interesting for everybody. Well, you make that sound very easy. And I can tell you that I talk to many business owners that have had employees together for a long time and they don't have a good culture. So what are some of the secrets or tips that you have for that? The, one of the main things I can suggest is just stay involved with your people. Every morning I have a routine when I come in the shop. I meet with each and every person. You know, how was your night? How, you know, what did we have for supper last night? What What do we? Uh, we have contests. We have, uh, you know, cooking. Who can cook? Who can cook the best supper the night before? And, you know, we'll post and stuff like that. We just, you know, try to keep. We just try to keep it interesting. You know, we, we, uh, in our meetings, you know, we we always just try to talk about family and life. You know, not just auto repair, which you know, of course, is our main goal at work. But we just try to keep it more like a more like a family. And, and, you know, we, like I said, it's, uh, it's not as easy as it sounds, but (laughs) you know, it's a little bit of a challenge, but we we enjoy it. And, um, and I hope to keep it that way. And I want to, I want to grow the business in that fashion. You know, all of the studies and any surveys that we do studies that we read, whether it's Harvard business review or any, any, anything else, Today's world, especially, people want to be a part of something bigger. They don't want to just be a number where they work. They want to know they matter. They want to have personal relationships. And that's something that many business owners are have struggled with because 
the way they were raised or the way that they grew up in whatever business it was you're to work, to do a job. We're not here to be friends. We're not here to whatever. You've got friends at home. This is not a social thing. This is a job. So how did you make that transition to be like, hey, this is a social event. This, These are my friends. How, how did they come about? Well, um, you're absolutely correct, Kim. The way I grew up and the way I was raised in my first jobs, and, and you know, I, I worked in some a trailer plant for a one summer, and um, that's exactly the culture in there. It was you come in, you clock in, you do this, this, and this, and then you clock, you get a break and lunch, and you go home, and you get a paycheck. That's your that's your reward, you know. And when I was in high school and in college, you know, I, I was dreaming of, of opening a business. And I did work, you know, I worked at a dealership for several, several years to, to kind of working on my business plan. But that was one of my things. I said, I, when I have my own business, I want it to be a family. I don't want it. I don't want it to be this is a job that I have to come to and make a paycheck. You know, and I want to I always want our goals to result. You know, I wanted the paycheck to be a byproduct of our success. And I feel like that's helped us tremendously. I love that. I love it. That the focus on is the the paycheck is a byproduct of that. So some of the other questions that we get or when people start to try to do this a different way is then there's that saying familiarity breeds contempt. And sometimes when you become too friendly with your internal customers, then it loses the boundaries of an employer, employee, or however you want to call it, a supervisor, whatever verbiage that you want to use. And then the lines get blurred. And then the people working with you no longer see you as someone of authority, but is like, they're my friend. I don't care. You know, I could be late. I could do whatever. How did you work all that around? Absolutely. Well, I'm not going to say that in the past, this is actually our tenure. This has been our 10 years in business. In the past, we might have crossed the line of too friendly. The past couple of years, we've really worked on that. You know, hey, you know, you have a job to do. You know, we have processes. Um, I am your friend, but I'm also, you know, I'm also the leader, and we ha- we have stuff have to do. So I've done a better job personally of you know just letting letting my employees know that you know I'm in charge, but I'm also your friend. But you know, let's just you know let's keep it business oriented that way. And, and you can do both. You're, you're a, a living example of that. You, you can be friends to your internal customers, but also lead them. And I think that's something that people get afraid of, of not knowing how to do that. And, and there's difficult conversations, right? Sometimes when you have someone that you're friends oh, absolutely. with, <laughs> can you share any of oh, that? <laughs> can you share a, yeah. a, a time that maybe that was a little difficult or you had to have a difficult conversation yeah i've got one uh one of my technicians actually um he uh, he, he he smoked cigarettes which is it's one of my pet peeves and, and, and i'm not saying if you want to do it that's not my problem just please don't do it in my shop around my customer's vehicles and that's where i go back to in the past he's also been with me for a long time in the past i allowed it and that's my fault so when I made the rule for the no smoking in the shop, it has been it was a it was a big transition for him because that's what he's used to you know that's what he's used to doing. 
So I would I would sit him down on just like on one on one. I'd be like, you know, um, I'd be like Spence, man. You know, we we've got to do it this way. I mean, I, I I don't want to take further action, but if you know this is what we have to do, and I want you to understand, and I, I don't, you know, I, I am your friend, but you have to do this. This is a this is a policy, and long story short, we overcome it, and, and you know now, today, you know this this is about a year ago or two. He he's he follows the rules, and and you know, and uh, so. We're good on that one. That's just one off the top of my head that was kind of tough for me because I, I really had to get kind of rough, probably rougher than I was explaining. But it, it, but uh, <laughs> we made it through it, and, and we came over the other side, and everything's fine. That's such a good point because you have to have your non-negotiables, and that's where I think people get into trouble is they don't yeah. have their list of non-negotiables, and whether they post them or they just know internally. And so – so many things bleed into each other and we make so many exceptions. But at the end of the day, there has to be some non-negotiables and some lines we don't cross and expectations that we have to keep. And do you think that a lot of times with, especially in today's world, people are overlooking more things because of they're having a tougher time finding new people. And so they're kind of letting things slide that they didn't used to let slide. Oh, absolutely. More than ever. You know, the automotive technician is, is getting harder to, to find the new the new breed or whatever of technician, the younger generation. They um they have totally different expectations from the employer and they also have a totally different the employer gets different expectations from the employee, if that makes sense. They're just not the same anymore. So you definitely have to be creative uh, in hiring. And if you get someone, even if they're not, you know, say an ATEC or whatever, we, we do training, you know, just train them, you know, train them, give them online classes. There's plenty of sources out there in the, you know, the Internet world, plenty of companies. But I'd say, you know, train them, train your, train your technician. And um, they don't have to be a – they don't have to be a master technician anymore. Um, we have enough resources out there available to do in-house training. And I, I think that's the future. It's not crazy today. It's so amazing to see that a lot of shops don't even have e-techs anymore and don't, don't even want them. And they're doing almost everything they were before with using all the technology and the scanners and stuff today. And also IATN and Identifix and YouTube, YouTube, more and more, I see so many shops going to YouTube to help look at something because there's a common, common problem, and it's like, gosh, there's so uh, much information now. Hey, listen, Kim, at my shop, we have three avenues of diagnostic process. It's it's the inspection process, the diagnosing process. Then you then your help your helpline is Identifix, and then it's YouTube. So it's actually up there on the list because is it? somebody's been there. Somebody's been there and you could find it. I love what they have. I see funny patches like memes on the automotive boards and I'll have like, it looks like an ASE technician patch, but it says YouTube, you know, YouTube certified. Technician Absolutely. YouTube certified. Absolutely. <laughs> now I will say, I will say YouTube will definitely lead you astray in a very big, big hurry, but it's, you know, ideas, just something, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of material out there to help. There is. So that, that, that's so, so wonderful. And it's great, you know, that technicians today are embracing the technology because that's something still some of the older, our older technicians are not wanting to embrace 
the newer technology that we have today and and it would cut down on the amount of time they're spending on something sometimes they're beating their head against the wall so okay so part of your culture you're developing or developed a second in command so let's chat about that for a little bit i have i have a i have a guy that's been with me for um eight of the 10 years and uh, prior prior to me up to my business um we actually worked together at a dealership he worked in the parts department and i was uh, a technician of course um i started my business by myself in a shop in 2013 it quickly grew um i i built a i built a customer base you know over the years and you know and when i went on my own I, of course i was nervous and scared but there was never a day that i was ever slow so i kept bugging him bugging him and Finally, you know, he said, I'm, I'll come. I'm coming. You know, I'll come, Greg. And he started writing service for me. So it was me and him. He was my service writer. And I was the mechanic for about a year. And um, then we added on Spencer, my, my master tech, the, you know, and um, he's been with us. He's still with us. So uh, that's when I started saying, hey, you know, we we got something here. Let's let's go. And uh, it hasn't been easy. And it's, it's been um it's it's been a it's been a trip, you know, a lot of ups and downs. But you know, David David has always had my back, and he is very loyal to the business. He's willing to learn, and he's getting there. And we're so close. So, um, uh, a couple of years ago, me and my family had an opportunity. We, you know, we may be relocating. Um, we may we're gonna leave the business. You know where it is, and and uh, I'm gonna let David be second command, and uh. And we're going to see how it goes. And I want to, I want to further the business where we're moving to. I don't know if it's going to be mobile. I don't know, you know, if it's going to be an actual shop on the ground. But uh, I'm just going to expand that way, and we'll just see how it goes. So, what did that look like for you to make that decision? And what kind of arguments did you have with yourself about? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right person? Is this? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still. I'm, there's days there's days i still say am i making the right decision but i feel confident i feel confident in the decision i hate to be this way you know he's not me but he knows exactly the way i think and and what i expect my expectations so that helps but um you know we're not all the way there yet but but we're getting closer every day so what are some of your non-negotiables that you had in your head when you were deciding to put in a second in command but you know, uh, definitely presence uh, to my customers. Presentation, definitely the business plan. Stick to it. Stick to the plan. Um, that was very important. Routine, routine, daily. You know, daily, daily habits that we do every day while I'm in the shop. You know, it's like um, we're open from eight to five, and that's you know every day. You know, Monday through Friday. Let's you know keep it that way. Just things like that, and. Um, can I tell you how happy I am to hear that? I, 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 my one of my pet's peeves is when I go to any business, whether it be a restaurant, automotive repair, or whatever. I pull the door and it's locked, and I look, and I am well within the parameters of what their posted hours say, and it just makes Absolutely. me crazy. That makes two of us, Kim. That makes two of us. If you're open till five, you're open till five. You're not open till four fifty-five, <laughs> right? Yep, that's I. All right, so I love that's a non-negotiable. Any other traits that you're looking for that person had to have? You know, like I said, just uh, personality. You know, definitely don't, you know, you definitely want to be a people person um, for sure. 
morals, values, you know, just, just all around, you know, and all repair people don't realize, but you know, we're, you know, we're in sales. We have to present a product to the customer. They may or may not know that they need at the time. So we have to be very professional. Um, dress code, very important. We, we stick to a dress code and uh, now that's some things that just come to my head, just off the top of my head. That, and that's huge, right? The the branding that person is going to be representing the image of your business. And so they have to have all those right pieces because people know they're out there. It always Correct. drives me crazy when people say, oh, it's okay if I act like this out at wherever place or I'm not on the clock, I can behave any crazy way or post anything I want to on Facebook. And you have to think about that's that still reflects on the business that your customer doesn't look and go, Oh, that's my technician, but he can act like a damn fool because it's outside of eight to five, right? That they look and say, that's my technician or that's my doctor or that's my whatever. And, and they're acting crazy and unprofessional. And so they're not going to separate and say, Oh, that's okay. As long as they don't say those nasty things during eight to five, it's okay. It's, Everything speaks and you're always on yeah. stage and you're always representing the brand. So there's that. Absolutely. And that's one thing about the brand, you know, like you said, you know, after hours, um, my group, they're proud. They're proud of Mark's Automotive. They're, you know, they're proud of us and they do, they do wear our hats and our shirts, you know, out in public. And, and I have, um, we've really not had any issues with that so far, thankfully, but, um, I could say where, you know, that would be a problem with me, you know, don't degrade the brand ever. It's my baby. So. Well, if you don't have a written policy, I would suggest that you have one for wearing the apparel and and that goes for everybody. Cause if you're not having an issue right now, it doesn't mean I had one time, I couldn't believe it. We had a shop, a, a tire shop down the street from my shop and whatever reason, one of my technicians, they, they gave my technician bad service and it was this whole thing. And my technician was driving by their shop and spinning his wheels and doing all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff after he would leave. And, oh, yeah. you know, they called me and, and I talked to the tech and he's like, what do I do after five o'clock is my business. And I'm like, no, you went in there and said, I work for Hickey Automotive and you exactly. used my discount and you're wearing my hat and you're wearing my shirt. And so, no, it's not, you know, if, if you yeah. can't be a good person all the time, you don't fit on the team. Absolutely. It, it's hard, you know, because everybody has personal freedom, but plus you shouldn't be acting a fool anyway, anywhere. But no, definitely, certainly definitely not. not with my name on your hat. That's for dang sure. Definitely not. I can say, yeah, that would definitely be a, be a problem. <laughs> it was a problem. We didn't, that didn't go over well. <laughs> didn't go over well with me. So you got a second in command when you're, what did you put in place for oversight? Because that's another thing that people struggle with. You want to give, delegate things to your second in command and you want to say you're in charge, do it. But you also have to trust, but verify. You have to, not because you don't trust them, but you still have to verify things are going the way you want. So what is your process for oversight? Actually, I just made a list. I'm with an amazing coaching group. You probably heard of them, but they really help out <laughs> stuff like that. So I just basically have a list of things of, of duties, daily daily duties. You know that that he's supposed to do daily and weekly, um, and monthly. And um, 
we keep that list out and, and we look at it per weekly at this point. It's going to turn into daily, but, and, you know, and um, we kind of check off the things. I basically had him shadow me some because it's kind of hard to get. He's got basically got to replace me in a sense, you know, so, and it's hard to get all the stuff that I've went through over the years into his brain. So that's kind of challenge but yeah we just basically we just have a list a list of duties hey we do this we uh you know we check every morning we go around check on everybody and make sure they're good we we check our uh we get on our point of sale system we check our numbers from the day before prior you know how many jobs we have waiting how many do we have done we need to follow up on just things like that and um of course the, the front office is supposed to handle that too but you have to check up on it you just um i wish it was automated fully but we'll get there one day. Still a work in progress, but that's just that's just kind of what you know the things that, that we go over. And there's much more, but um, like I said, just we have a list. We have a, a clear list of duties. So there isn't any question what the expectations are. It, correct. If there's a problem, and like I said, I'm not selling. I'm not walking away from it. I will still check in on it, and I'll you know it's from time to time. So that'll give me the opportunity to make sure that he's doing his job properly so um so that's one thing in my situation you know i'm not leaving it i'm trying to expand it in a different way so i'll still be there checking that's from time to time trust but verify is like one of my favorite favorite sayings and that's another misconception i think that people have whether it be the owner or the second in command that when you follow up and you have whatever you use, whether it's a weekly dashboard, a morning huddle, whatever your process is, your checklist, that you're just, you're verifying, you're not following up behind them, you're not doing whatever. It's it's a reporting measure to keep everybody on the same page. And it's as simple as that. And sometimes I see people get, I, oh, they don't trust me because they want me to verify, you know, that I'm doing this, but it's part of being, doing business and Think if you set those expectations up front that here are the things that yeah. will always be monitored here to ensure the brand and the quality of Mark's Automotive, here is our list. Then there isn't any questions or hurt feelings later on of why are you asking me this? What's that about? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, I feel like any brand or any franchise out there, I mean, they, they do spot checks even with the owner. Um, you know, they do. So, I mean, why would it be any different at this level, you know? I I absolutely agree. So having a second in command, what are some of the things that's allowed you to do now for the business? Um, it's definitely freed me up a lot. Um, now, like I said, from where I was five years ago to where we are today, it's light years. From I mean, I just can't even express the amount of growth we've had internally in the business. It's helped me a lot with uh, actually being able to work on the business. Uh, marketing, I really got on involved in doing more marketing for my customers, uh, postcards, you know, things, just small things like that to try to, to, try to avenue the, the type of repairs that we want in the shop. It's really helped me do that. Freedom. This gave me some free time. <laughs> I don't have to be there every second of every day. You know, I can actually do stuff for myself, or, you know, and what I, I haven't been able to do in the past. You know, I was married to it. Uh, if the doors were open, I was there. So it's freed me up uh, a lot. And it's uh, 
but but you know, like I said, when I when I do when I do get the free time, you know, I, I can go out and talk to other business owners, other shops. You know, that's kind of during the week. That's what I've been doing. I just kind of been more 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 involved with the community, I guess you could say, stuff like that. And it, it's just it's just helped me to to get our you know to get our profits up and get our car count up and stuff like that. Well, when you're not in the daily operations and putting out little fires or running around all day with like a chicken with your head cut off, it it gives you space to do the things you need. And with a lot of that noise and busy work being taken off your plate, it allows for more creative thinking, doesn't it? Oh, you just wouldn't believe. Um, I'm actually a a book reader now, Kim. I've I'm 43 and I've, I've never really was a book reader until recently. And you just would not believe the information that you can get gather, but you know, time helps having a little bit of time helps with that. Do you have a routine for reading? I do. I'm, I'm now, I'm not going to lie. I'm more of an audio book type guy, you know, uh, but I do a lot when I'm in the vehicle. If I'm in the vehicle, it used to, you know, instead of listening to the radio, I'm listening to a book. So in the mornings, I listen, and uh, in the evenings, I'll, I'll listen. And if we ever do a trip, I mean, I'll try to get a whole book in there, you know. So that's that's kind of how I do it for me personally. It works for me. Awesome. A lot of people are transitioning to the audibles because it just w- works in there. Yeah. They're going for a walk or they're doing their chores or absolutely whatever, just want a quiet time in the morning. A lot of people I know have switched to listening or reading their books in the morning before they leave the house and start getting ready is sort of like a, almost like a meditation yeah. for them to kind of listen to 10 or 15 minutes of a book or read it and just have some quiet yeah. time. So I don't know. will I will add now they are all automotive uh, genre or business. Now I don't, uh, any of the other stuff. I You're not reading any love I've... stories or vampire no dramas, romances. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm out on that. I'm out on that. It's, it's, it's hard enough just to do the business part. So but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Well, obviously to get to the level of success that you're at now, you, you shared, you've had ups and downs and little bumps here and there and are always improving things. What's an unproductive habit you had that you're like, I got to put this away and it's gonna, it's gonna make things better. <laughs> There's so many. I, I don't even. I, I, really don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I feel like an unproductive habit we we had I had in the past. You know, would would be like not having a a vision, a plan. I mean, it, not showing it. So not not having goals set clearly, visible goals. You know, I feel like that was very unproductive for the shop in the past. Uh, my team is super goal driven, and I didn't know that. In, until we started posting goals and making goals. And then I realized, hey, these guys, they love goals. And so do I, of course, but I didn't express it, you know, in the past. So I feel like that turned up, that was a very productive habit to change. And now I just can't wait. I can't wait for the next set of goals. You know, I can't wait for the next year. And I, and I set up my goals. I, we set our goals sometimes crazy high, but I, I say, what do we have to lose? So. And uh, they love it. So I feel like that's one thing that's, that stands up there. There's so many, like I said, unproductive habits. 
that list is too long for anybody, I'm assuming. But <laughs> I, if we had to do mine, I, we'd be. This would be a very long podcast. People would fall asleep by the end of it. <laughs> well, I know that you're super right. busy and have a lot going on, so I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this morning. And uh, I just love what you're doing. I am inspired by what you're doing, and it just warms my heart to see when people are getting to achieve their goals and more importantly, you're helping other people achieve their goals and working with them. And so hats off to you for that. So I appreciate you being here today. Any final words for our listeners? No, just, just, I say, you know, positive mental attitude, uh, stay positive and, and, um, go for your dreams, goals, and, um, just don't ever give up every day when I wake up, I, I walk out of bed and, some days aren't great. I'm not going to lie, but I always say to myself, it's going to be a great day and uh, just, just give it all you got. So, you know, that's, I feel like that's, that's all we can, all of us can ask for. Fantastic. Perfectly said. Well, thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.